Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the IFNZ podcast. This is one of your hosts, Justin. Just wanted to give you a little quick aside, letting you know that we are sorry that we missed a week, but I am a new dad, and it has been taking a little bit time, you know, a little bit of time trying to get used to things. Um, but now that I'm starting to get into the swing of things, we're going to be pushing out the episodes once a week like we normally do. And also, just wanted to take a little time to tell you guys I hope you all have a happy Halloween. Please be safe, drink responsibly, do not drink and drive, and be careful with the kids when you guys are taking them trick-or-treating. Check all your candies. Make sure nothing has any kind of like weird drugs or guns or knives involved. And uh, enjoy this non-spooky episode of the IFNZ podcast. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Ever wanted to go to space? Well, Dollar Shave Club can get you there. Is this an ad? Yeah, um, I mean, as much of an ad as any news story will be, Justin. Oh. So to uh, so Dollar Shave Club's got a new product, um, and to uh, get you to buy that for every time you buy this new product, um, you get a chance to win uh, a ticket into space. A like real an actual ticket to space. Like you get a ticket to ride to space. So what's the product that you have to buy? Um, that part I don't remember. Shave me, daddy. It, lip balm. I think it's like a. It's a. I was gonna say a lube. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a. Um, Dollar shave lube. What What's that called that you put on your face? Cream. Shaving cream. Uh yeah. Like aftershave. A, aftershave is i think what the word that i was looking for personally okay um but uh yeah they've got this whole program where you buy this new product um that i'm stalling to try to find um while we're talking because that we're stalling my link didn't work um to go um Should we start over? No, no. This is this is content gold right here. This is this is why people come back to listen. Oh, is it? I guess this is, uh, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the episode. Welcome hey, to, do you want to try? Welcome to episode uh, sixteen of the IFNZ podcast, everybody. We we've got a we got, snack. Oh, I do smell them now. We They're have like wet. I didn't. I mean, it might have just been my hand. No, I just meant like they feel like whenever you squeeze them, not like gummies. They feel like wet. We have as our snack today on today's episode spicy mango gummies. Yeah. They came from the world market. They're fat free um, and, and gluten free. Gluten free, you and better believe it. Peanut free. Absolutely. There's no. There's not a single damn nut in here. <laughs> no nuts. Just like me. Oh. What? It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't smell good. It smells like mango. I love mango. Do you like mango? Yeah. You like spicy things? Is it supposed to be spicy though? It smells spicy mango. Yeah, but you got that tingle? No. Getting your tingle on? No. I got some tingle going on. I don't feel any tingle. Do you like spicy candies? I like spicy things. Yes. Like, do you like to mix your sweet and spicy together? Not typically. I don't either. Um, 
Oh, I got a little bit of heat here, but not bad. It's not, yeah, it's not overbearing. Um, what other spicy sweet candies are there? Um, there's all kinds of them. Like you can get those uh, those crickets. What? No, I don't know. You can get crickets to eat, but that doesn't have anything to do with spicy. Spicy uh, sweet candy. Yeah. Hmm. There's oh those new Skittles. Sweet heat and Starburst too. Sweet heat Skittles and Starburst. I don't know what's wrong with people. It just isn't my thing. Spicy candy is going to be big this year, but can. <laughs> oh, you're reading that. That's the end of the article. I was like, what are you doing? Jolly Rancher Hotties? I don't remember that. It looks like it was like old. Oh, like, that's like not uh, new. those are just like, uh, you get uh, like cinnamon. I guess saying a lot of cinnamon candies can be considered, because that has a tendency to have some heat to it. Yeah. What's yeah. this Doritos? Spicy Sweet Chili. That's not. Yeah, like Sweet Chili is a good example, though. It's not a, candy, though. Yeah, but uh, it's a sweet and spicy together. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Mm. What have you been up to, bud? Uh, I've been up to a lot. Tell me. Tell you about what I've been up to? Tell me about your life. I, I have one. You are born um, a poor black child. I, I've had a couple of different things go on uh, since we last spoke. Um, the Spake. first first of which is uh, I went to SalukiCon. There was a, uh, yeah, a the, new con. Uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. The Comic-Con, uh, this is uh, the second of these. The first was EclipseCon, mm-hmm. which went along with the Solar Eclipse last year. Uh, this one was uh, more uh, uh, positioned around the family weekend at SIU University. The U stands for university, so I just said Southern Illinois mm-hmm. University University. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> That's like whenever people say uh, rip in peace, rest yes. in peace in peace. Yes, rest in peace in peace. Uh, but SalukiCon is is that it actually was really good this year. This was their first time centering it not around obviously a uh, national phenomenon. Event, yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a lot of good uh, vendors there. They had some cool guests. They had the guy who created uh, um, Black Lightning was there. Oh, really? Yeah, that's they, cool. They had uh, some Power Rangers there, which don't seem to be like a hard get. Like you just never drink. It wasn't like one of the main originals. like originals. Yeah. It was like from like Dragon Dino Force or something oh, like that. Oh, those guys. Yeah, the ones uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, the, they uh, had. So is this like is this the how they're going to annualize it now? Like it's going to be kind of centered around like the Saluki like family around family weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As long as they can keep it going, I think that's probably as their best as bet. As long as there's not a solar eclipse, we're going to keep it around mm-hmm. here. <laughs> exactly. Which we have another one in what three years something like that? Yeah, it was like four. only like a four year difference between mm-hmm. that, so three more years. Yeah, um, but then they also had um, you remember Jim and the Holograms, the cartoon TV show? Yeah, the girl who did the voice and uh, like of Jim that sang and and did her voice acting was there, which was kind of cool just to have like a That's an cool. animation. Did you thing. get to meet and greet? Um, I didn't, but uh, I went with Kim, and Kim got to do that. So That's sweet. She enjoyed that. A, a listener of the show. Uh, that uh, So that was uh, pretty cool to just see all of that. And then had a, a friend that had uh, was selling books there that I work with. Uh, had another friend that was selling artwork that she does that was there as a vendor. And then another friend who works also at the local comic book shop campus comics um was there uh vending and so there was definitely some friends working which was cool to hang out and visit with them and do yeah. all that um but yeah it was a good show it nice. was um you we've been to cape con together in cape Girardeau a yes. couple of times 
It was uh, bigger than when they used to have it at that old that uh, that other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have it at that convention center. The they used to have it at center. the one in the park. Um, it's bigger than that, but not quite the size of the convention center. But they had a couple uh, years since I've got to go to a con. Yeah, is it? It's still in the convention center now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. But they had it spanned all over the student center. They had a bunch of different areas where they had panels. Um, they had a downstairs area where they had a bunch of like games going on and like. From they they started at, I think like ten each day and then went to like ten at night and like from five to ten each night they had like Fortnite tournaments or whatever oh, and stuff cool. like that so very I don't interactive. know if it was meant like actual like video game video game or if you meant like games as in like they had magic tabletop they had they had like a whole area where they had magic going on so they were really playing into That's everybody uh, which was was really good it was a good show the last time we remember we went to the Cape Comic Con together, which was probably the 2016 one. That was whenever they first started okay. doing the Smash tournaments, too. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. Now that's a thing every year I see. Yeah. Um, I also uh, went vegetarian since we last spoke. Really? Mm-hmm. Full on? Yeah. I've, uh, I've been vegetarian for, as of recording this podcast, two weeks, and as of when it drops, longer, obviously. Do you miss meat now? Uh, don't really miss meat. I mean, I wasn't really a big meat eater. The only reason I made the decision to go vegetarian is uh, because... Kevin Smith. No. The, <laughs> on, the only time that I eat meat is when I'm like going through a drive-thru and okay. eating like, a cheeseburger at like Hardee's or... Dairy so Queen or something. Just vegetarian? Like, you're cool with eating eggs and stuff like that yeah, still? Yeah, and... I, I haven't gone to the vegan side of things. And really, um, I mean, I'm not reading all of the hardcore ingredients. Like, if there's, a, like, an animal byproduct in something that it doesn't, like, this is meat. Um, I'm not, like, really zoning in on that yet. Um, and it's because it's not, like, of, of a moral thing. It's more of a, a health alternative. Sure. Um, I want to try to... Uh, maybe reverse a couple of dumb things that I've done to my heart and body over the last 30 years and uh, try to help that out. So right, going to try that for a little bit and see how it plays out. Um, in doing that, I went to, uh, over the weekend, went to a restaurant called Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, um, yeah the, pizza the pizza place. place. Yeah. yeah, and I got the Holy Shiitake Pizza, Nice, uh, which has like three different types of mushrooms, with mm-hmm. shiitake being one of those. I would assume. And then uh, truffle oil mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah. It's a killer pizza. If I liked mushrooms, I bet that'd be good. It was. I can't I, stand mushrooms. Though. I would. Uh, when you when you think of mushroom, like some people are like, ooh, that just tastes like dirt or whatever. Uh, it's just it has a good flavor to me because I like like cream of mushroom soups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just the actual consistency it's of the eating the mushroom. It just is weird to me, and yeah. that's that. Like the flavor's fine. I don't care. Yeah. I think I don't think it tastes just like. You dirt. might like that then. Because if you like the flavor of it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't overly like here's some chop. It was more like crumbledy, like of yeah. mushrooms. I tried. I I tried the just this was yesterday for the first time ever. Uh, pineapple ham pizza. Because wow, I don't yeah. usually like pineapple on. I don't like pineapple. Period. I like usually I like the pineapple flavoring, but I had it for the first time yesterday, and uh, I turned out to be like, hey, this is pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like so, the Hawaiian so pizza. Good, yeah. Um. That's about it, though, as far as just, like, personal things that's been going on. Um, the only other thing is that uh, I went to Taco John's a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they've, it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah, but I haven't the been there in a bit either. biggest thing, when I go to Taco John's, I think of the food, obviously. Uh, the Mexi Rolls. 
the people that are there, which are yeah, not maybe like super what's, clean. What's their vegetarian options? Um, they've got like bean burritos. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, bean burritos. I'm just so used to just getting what I usually uh, get. I'm just like, what the fuck else do they yeah. have? <laughs> <laughs> they've uh, but they they've got refried beans there. But if you go to like Taco Bell, mm-hmm. they have a black bean burrito, and it's killer. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I was at Taco John's, and they've done some remodeling. And there's like three things I think of with Taco John's is obviously the food. The people at any Taco John's I've ever been to aren't like super clean. Yeah. They're a little. Sometimes they're a little not friendly too. Yeah. And then the third thing is it's always weird that they have like Fox News like blaring everywhere. That's a, yeah. Now that you mention that, <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's it's always always it, maybe not Fox. I think I've been in there before and it had like CNN on or something, but it's always news networks. It's that's definitely on there constantly. Anytime I've been in is always like. Like a Rush Limbaugh type and Fox <laughs> News like going at it. Um, Donald Trump's done it again. He's <laughs> saved the world. It's very Republican heavy. <laughs> um, but I went in and one of those things had changed. Hmm? They've switched over to MSNBC. Why? Um, I don't know, but could you imagine like... Is MSNBC more Republican driven still? No, it's more Democrat driven. Is it? Yeah. I always thought of like the MSNBC being... For whatever reason, well, like, I just had it tied to more of If like you think about, like, NBC run is, like, Saturday Night Live, and, like, that's all that company, and they're making fun of. Definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, I know that, like, the SNL cast and crew and, uh, what's his face? What is his name? Alec Baldwin. No. I can't think of his name right now. Andy Samberg. No, the guy that runs SNL that's ran Lynn. for forever. What's his Larry. fucking name? I can't think of his name right now. That's bugging me. It's a lady's name. No, it's a man. But it's a lady's name. No. Yeah. And, uh, showrunner. Yeah. It's Lauren. Only... Lauren yeah. Michaels. Lauren. Lauren Michaels. Lauren is a lady's name. Lauren. Not Lauren. Lauren <laughs> Michaels. Lauren. L-O-R-N-E. Not Lauren. It's Lauren. Yeah, it's a lady's name. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it's it's a little bit more democratic. Yes. Uh, and by democratic, I don't mean like they vote for everything. Mm-hmm. Um side of things but could you imagine the guy who actually goes there to watch fox news every day and they're like today it's msnbc nbc and he's just like fuck this and he walks out he leaves taco um, john's and he I goes just, to taco bell down the road because they play nothing but fox news i don't do they even have TVs? no they don't have tvs i don't think i think either get rid of the tvs or play cartoons it's uh it's also developed by dick ebersole i'm pretty sure i've seen him uh outside the hub motel shirtless <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to buddy uh, so baby time's almost here. We talked about this a little bit earlier. It has like it when this as... episode come comes out, I'm gonna be a dad. Oh, that's true because now you have to be. Yes, I have to be. So mm-hmm. baby time's almost here. Mm-hmm. Mandy is gonna have to get induced, mm-hmm. and that will be on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we are going to have babies. So by the time this episode comes out, I'm gonna be dad, Justin, There's Justin a... dad, yeah. random dad, bro, Justin dad, <laughs> like just in case, but Justin dad. I don't get it. Because your name is like a yeah, two words. Justin. Just in dad? Just in dad. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, where do I put my penis? Just in dad. Oh, like that. <laughs> I get that. I get that, though. That'd be weird. So it's almost baby time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're pretty much done being prepared for that, honestly. I mean, done as, all ready the as, as, as ready as we possibly can be. It's just a matter of her actually getting here. Have you baby proofed the house? No. 
I are you know, going to? We will eventually. I mean, she's not going to crawl for a bit. Oh, that doesn't happen right away. No, it does not happen right away. <laughs> I don't know anything about timelines of kids. Like, so they don't really start crawling until I think like maybe trying to turn over on their backs after like maybe two or three months. You might want to get a head start around. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, it's not something that has to be done right this second. She's not going to (laughs) be crawling over as soon as we get home full speed to a fucking electrical outlet. She's, uh... She's definitely advanced. She's advanced? Yeah. (laughs) We can rebuild her. You you got this. Um, Give her a suit, she'll be your mega girl. We talked about it a little bit earlier, and I just want to know your thoughts on that too. TikTok. Don't stop. Not that one. pop. These terms no. because no. Done. what's TikTok? So TikTok is the new app from the company that made Musically. Oh, uh, <laughs> we just talked about. We this just talked about forgotten. this. Yeah, TikTok is also the name of the uh, robot on Return to Oz. Yes, it and is. seems way cooler than the app ever will be. Yes. Okay. Um, that's from a children's book standpoint, and it definitely from my is. I'm just saying, is definitely cooler. Um, I don't even like Kesha, but that song is cooler than this app. <laughs> um, it's probably on this app. Anyways, it's like basically just like a music version of like Vine. People mm-hmm. making funny things out of different audio clips because there's not, it's not just songs. It's Mm-mm. people are now using like comedy clips. They'll use clips from famous YouTuber stuff, and they're just basically reenacting them or putting their own like little spin their, on stuff while yeah. they voice over whatever's going on. Or it's a commentary, almost. Essentially. I mean, but I, they're voice overing, voice acting over whatever is being said. Um, there's a lot of songs that are being like really heavily used, and it's just like kind of almost like meme culture at that point in time that's just kind of coincided with this app. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with Musical.ly shutting down was a lot of like fucking like little, little kids were on there, and they were being slutty and shit, so... Whenever they shut that down, they brought this back, and it was like almost like TikTok. It's for everybody, even like fat middle-aged dudes. You can get in on this shit. So I went on there <laughs> <laughs> as a fat middle-aged man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, I want to check out this thing and see what it's like because I, I I had fun with Vine. I had a Vine account. I made a lot of cool shit that I think was cool anyway. Um, and I enjoyed being on there. I liked a lot of the stuff that's on there. I see some of the Vine compilations and stuff that's on YouTube every now and then and check them out. Just be like, oh yeah, I remember that. But this is like fucking the, like, nega Vine. It's awful. It's not good. And I think it shouldn't exist. What about you? I don't think it'll last for very long. I mean, if you want my real opinion about any of these things, is like, they're just like easy ways for people to get their uh, their five seconds of what they may perceive as fame. I mean, YouTube will reign as the video output thing, and everybody that can't, don't have the technology or the smarts to figure out how to put their videos on YouTube, they like the ease and the quickness of a TikTok or something along those, they're just going to use that, and it, it'll it'll last for a little bit. It's, a, it's dead by the time we're talking see, about this. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like... I feel like when Vine was around, it was around for a few years, actually, and it had some a little bit of longevity before it shut down. And a lot of those people that were quote-unquote Vine stars ended hmm. up going from there to YouTube and made YouTube channels or sure. Instagram and made Instagram channels, and that was like their new thing that they did. 
I don't see this app lasting long enough to yeah. get what we would call quote unquote TikTok stars <laughs> that will eventually make, you know, pages where people are like, oh, I remember that guy from TikTok. I don't fucking see that happening at all. Well, and I mean, all these people are going to have their day where they're going to realize that nobody gives a shit and nothing came out of it. It's going to implode. These YouTube stars are going to implode just the same way that, um, people are getting a little tired of like a comic book movie or something like sure i don't need to see all of this and it's only a certain niche and it's gonna go down and go down and go down and there's go down and be, go down there's a handful of people on youtube that are probably gonna always stick it out for the long haul of yeah. things and it's not gonna be something that'll tire out after a while because youtube's yeah. seems like it's here it's here to stay it's not sure, gonna go absolutely. anywhere so i feel like you know like good mythical warning retin link's not gonna go anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon that's cool because they've got the they've got that corner format that yeah. they're they're where you go to to watch a fun morning basically like a talk show mm-hmm. like they're your jimmy kimmel or your jimmy fallon or whatever ellen for, the generous they're your ellen for yeah. youtube yeah um same thing with like some of the let's plays channels like game grumps i don't see them going anywhere they're going to keep doing let's plays they're going to keep doing funny yeah, stupid shit that they, they always do and stuff same thing with like pewdiepie but the market's changed his format like full. pewdiepie doesn't even do like gameplay hardly much anymore his stuff is like basically making fun of memes talking about memes reviewing them and all that kind of stuff it's like when daniel tosh had his show on coming central yes and uh, but he's like he had a video this is a pretty good one too if any of you guys listen that are just genuinely curious about tiktok a good summary of what tiktok is and means PewDiePie did do a video on TikTok. It was basically like a TikTok cringe compilation because there's there's a lot of really weird, awful, just cringy shit that's on there too. I see. Um, and he did that just kind of talking about TikTok in general and the TikTok culture and how he feels like it's going to kind of die out pretty quick too. Yeah. But he made a pretty cool video about it. So check that out if you want to. But I just think after checking it out and just being like, oh, I'm kind of interested, I go back to it. I've had it on here for like two days. I've tried going back to it probably like three or four times just to see, is this something that I really want to keep on my phone? And I haven't deleted it yet, but it's going to get deleted. Yeah. It's not worth it. Video things just really aren't my thing. Um, and I don't know why necessarily. Like, I don't even, I've never even gotten into Snapchat. Yeah, like, and so that's the thing. Like, I, Snapchat's still big, but at the same time, it's nowhere near what it used to be like a year ago. Yeah. Like, it's, people you. have started kind of dying off of that because a lot of... I feel like a lot of people that were doing a lot of shit with Snapchat now are migrated over to Instagram because Instagram has always had picture video feed and all that stuff that it was unique with, but now it's doing, like, story feeds and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like Snapchat does. It even has, like, Snapchat-esque filters that work even better and operate better than what Snapchat ever did. Yeah. It's just, like, everybody kind of migrated toward that. I've heard like Instagram is where it's at. Instagram's pretty raw. It's, it's it's pretty raw, bro. <laughs> it's my new thing. <laughs> right on. All right, let's get into some stuff that we've been doing. Uh, yeah. What are you? Uh, what have you been listening to? This new musics. Oh, new musics, dude. There's been a few. Yeah. There's been a few new music. What you gonna talk about? Um, we've got. Uh, we obviously uh, the biggest things that have dropped are the Twenty One Pilots Trench album. Mm, trenchy. Uh, that definitely uh, came out, and it definitely came out. <laughs> it definitely came out <laughs> on October fifth. It was uh, it was dropped, and uh, we got the the whole thing. I think thirteen tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd gotten four of them ahead of time, mm-hmm. uh, and then so we got a, a nine new tracks on that. Uh, I liked it. Uh, what was your, what were your thoughts on on the trench? Uh, trench was really good. I do like it, and I've listened to it a couple times through now. And 
what I was saying to you a little bit earlier was it came out a little bit more mellow than I thought it was going to. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not what I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. I, I gathered that it was going to be some of that coming out of Jumpsuit having some more heavier vibes to it. Um, but it was still a pretty mellow song. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like verse-wise and stuff like that. Even some of the choruses weren't overtly hard. Yeah. And had that big, huge driving, screaming part at the end. But then we get like Nico and the Niners that was all pretty mellow, which I fucking dig. Mm -hmm. Um, Levitate was just straight up hip hop. Yeah. Um, What was the other song that came out? Uh, It was My Blood. My Blood. And see, that was pretty mellow too. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm getting at. And it was just like as listening to the rest of the album coming out, like Morph was pretty uh, mellow. Banditos is mellow. There, There wasn't like, there was only like maybe two tracks that are decently have some kind of a kick or drive to it. But. Like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I was anticipating having some more rockier tunes, and this was this is more laid back, alt rock kind of soft. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely. Um, it's a good cruising album, just to kind of like throw on while you're yeah. in the car and and whatnot. But it's kind of a journey. Like it's definitely uh, as 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 well as mellow. It's also pretty heavy. Uh, like on you, like the content just feels heavy, even if you're not listening to the words, just the the emotion that's coming out of it. Yeah, because even if it's a concept album, but like the stuff that he's talking about conceptually, even the characters and stuff that he's creating, are all still just about like his anxieties yeah. and all of he's that. He's put shit. a name to yeah, it. it he just like... yeah, it's all he's done is just give everything labels. Yeah, and giving you a familiar story of what's going on inside of his head at any given time. It's kind of a cool way to approach it, but Absolutely. definitely does make it a pretty. Like you it's, said, like a heavy album. It's heavy, it's thick. Goes. By the time you get to the end of it, you're like, wow. Like, if you're really, yeah. like, sitting through it. And I gave it a good sit through a couple of different times and got to the end of it. And it's just like, man, that was that was a heavy book that they just threw at me. Yeah. Uh, but good. Definitely good. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would rate it a... Uh, I'd, I'd probably say well done. If I have to go on a, on a five-star or a five-rating kind of situation, definitely a, a well done. For Where me. do you give this as far as, like, we'll talk about the, like, the last three albums from them, um, where would you rate this at? So we got, we're going through all, all of them. We got the self-titled Vessels, uh, the uh, mm-hmm. Wonder Boy. Heavy Bloody Soul. And uh, it's not Heavy, heavy, heavy That's not what soul. it's called. Whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then and then this one, which one's my favorite? Hmm. Oh, gosh. What uh, was the Heavy Dirty Soul album called? I'm having a hard time with it right now. <laughs> um... If blurry face, oh yeah, blurry that was it. Blurry face. Before, uh, before is that what it was called? Yeah, that was the oh. name of the album. Um, before this one, my favorite one was Vessels, and will always be Vessels, uh, because it's got all those familiar songs to it. Like it's just that's what I heard when I found out, when I learned Twenty One Pilots when I really got into the whole thing. Uh, yeah, blurry face. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, but so vessels is there trench feels like a different band almost like it does it's got a like blurry face had the same energy that vessels came in with mm-hmm. maybe it was a, just, a more serious approach to it or it a was different darker approach. though and it had yeah. a lot more i don't know i i want to say like synthy electronic vibe yeah. to a lot of some of the stuff that was in there but yeah very very similar just a darker approach to things and this seems like it's almost like which, I mean, that's the principle of the thing, if Absolutely. you're following, like, the concept. Like, this is supposed to be the Dark Album. That's why everything yeah. was red, because that's associated with Blurry Face, the character, or his anxiety and depression as it sure. as it stands. And the yellow trench is supposed to be, this is like the, 
like the calm. That's like this is the color the color of I that he associates with calm. like safety. You know what yeah. I mean? Though, like, but like the whole thing in general is just supposed to be like. You think of like the part whenever he's doing like the "I'll be right there" and stuff like how everything is just this overarching like yeah. laying down like in an ocean calming it, effect. It, and there's yeah. a lot of songs that are on there that have that kind of like softer tones to it. It definitely to me felt like if Blurry Face was an emotional struggle, Trench was like the war to end all wars with with an emotional struggle. Like it was. Trying like to get better. A reflection yeah. of, of everything in it. Um, but to answer your question without veering off into anything else, um, Trench is a better written album. Vessels is what I will always go back to because it is that familiar thing. But Trench is by far a better written album and it is a better artistic um, instrumental. Every piece of it is, is a better album overall. But better is not always what you flock to. There's yeah. a lot of shitty bands that I really like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Vessels Vessels will still be my number one. Yeah. What about you? Uh, as far as that goes, uh, I guess Vessels is probably my number one, too. I really do like Blurry Face. I, I can listen to both of those albums front to back. Mm-hmm. The first album was just, I not heard them It was at that like point the third going, album I'd heard. It, going back and listening to that one after listening to the higher production value that you get from Vessels and Blurry Face, and then knowing that this is where it came from is really cool, mm-hmm. but at the same time it almost seems more, I don't know, almost like a more orchestrated like rock opera in a way sure some of the albums like the way that it starts off especially is kind of almost rock opera y mm-hmm. and that's just not what i associate with them as a sound yeah. anymore that's that's not who they are to mm-hmm. me whenever they got vessels out that was like this is this is who 21 pilots is this is their sound absolutely so that's that's i can really agree with you on that but i mean i would felt the same way with blurry face that was like a front to back album thing for me too just listening to it consecutively and not having to skip tracks yeah so whenever an album does that well, then that's how I know it's something that I can like. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm I'm comfortable going front to back, and there's not a ton of albums that I can yeah. want. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's that you, I want to skip around on stuff. Yeah, yeah, you should wipe front, front to back. back. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Coheed album? What about it? Coheed and Cambria. Uh, oh, are they a band? Vexen number one. Vexen. The, the official uh, lovers quarrel. What's it called? <laughs> it's got so many words in this title. Vaxis Act One, The Unheavenly Creatures. Yes, that would be the name that of this album. That is the album. album. Uh, you listened to it. Yes, like ten times now. I listened to it. How many times? Uh, like once, four. Twice. Four? Really? Yeah, four. It's one of those. It's a front to backer. It's a good. Absolutely. It's fucking rad. Uh, this is going to be a really awesome start to a new story. I like the direction they're going with mm-hmm. it. Um, I like that this is they went ahead and just did the precursor actually in Act One because this isn't about Vaxus. This is about Creature and Sister Spider who are basically Vaxus's parents. So this whole story that starts in this act is all about basically the parents meeting and them like conceiving eventually. And what would become Vaxus. So, so the the two people you see in like the visuals of this, those are Vaxus's parents. Yes. Okay. That's uh, that is they call his nickname is Creature. It, it, they have real names for him. I can't remember what it is. I think her name is Nia, and his name is. It starts with like a Nia too, but it's longer. It's like Neandru or something like that. Okay. I don't remember what it is, but uh, but they've got like 
gang names. Yes, because they're like they're like basically bank robbers in a yeah. way, like space bank mm-hmm. robbers. Uh, so he's creature, and then she is Sister Spider, and then the other guy with the fucked up other face on his face mm-hmm. that you see. Um, he's the other guy in their gang. His name is Colossus, if I'm not mistaken. I see. But this is all like a precursor to, like it all is like about the heist that they're doing. All three of them get into. Um, she gets shot at one point in time, and they basically are trying to escape. He thinks that she's dead, and instead of trying to go back for her or anything like that, he flees. Um, her and I think the Colossus get taken to the Dark Sentencer, which is the prison planet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically like they're, it's like a, it's like fucking hell from what I've read or, or had seen. The way that it's portrayed. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they take him to this prison planet where there's like zero escape. You're there for the rest of your life and you have to try and fend for yourself. There's no real guard or anything like that that's going to protect you. Um, and then basically creature goes there to try and rescue her. Um, she's able to actually fend for herself. So the track queen of the dark is actually the people all flock to her and call her the queen of the dark sentencer. Um, so she's, uh, she's basically letting him know that she doesn't need his help. doesn't need anything. And he comes up with this like fucking clever plan of I'm going to destroy the dark sentencer by blowing it up. And he's going to do everything he can to prove to her that he is like sorry and that he will do anything he can to get her out. And so it becomes this kind of lover's quarrel struggle inside the dark sentence or him getting to the point where shit's about to go south. The planet starts exploding and they're fighting other inmates and eventually find Colossus. And it's this big battle between Creature and Colossus that leads to them escaping the planet before it explodes. And then the end of the album is Lucky Stars. And that's what, in my head, is like, this is the song we're going to fuck to. Oh, and then okay. we're going to make a baby. <laughs> that's the conception of Vaxxas. That is, yeah. That's how I kind of see that in my I head. See. But but uh, this is my favorite album since uh, Good Apollo, the fourth one. The the first one, the first Good Apollo? Yes, the, the fourth album. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably my favorite since then. What's and the first album? The first album would be the second Turbine. So Good Apollo two, Good Apollo. F- Good Apollo second. Volume one is is the, is the I'm third Burning album. Star four. That's the fourth album. That's the third album then. No, there's a first. Because second stage Turbine Blade. That's the second album. There's a first album, but that that that's one's that not in the actual conception of the story. Second Blade Turbine actually is where it starts. What's the name of the first album? I don't remember. Why? I don't remember. I must know. So that's what's always bothered me is that Second Stage Turbine Blade is the first album in of the, the concept, story. yes, and not the first. And then they have the the. So that's why that's why I was excited that with this Vaxus Act One that they did this because this isn't like you're the Black Rainbow or um, Aftermath, and those those are all precursors to the entire story. Yes. So like the first the Aftermath albums. Mm-hmm. Um, ascension, dissension, or whatever yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Those are like your creationism type stories. Mm-hmm. Black Rainbow is like Coheed and Cambria, mm-hmm. and then it gets to uh, your Armory War stuff. So it has like Second Blade Turbine, Keeping the Secrets, and then. So Boring. is there an album called Armory Wars? Uh, I don't know if that's the what the first album. Shibuti was the first band name. I remember Shibuti. Yes. Uh, Delirium Trigger is the name of the first album. 
What's oh, sw- I'm uh, going back. What? Oh, so Amory Wars is the name of the comic. Just the name of the series. Okay. Oh, that he called everything. Yeah. I'm trying to go through so I can. Second stage turbine. Okay, it's so the first it's technically full first full length album. There's probably so plenty. The Delirium that. Trigger was the first one that was before that, and then they had the Shibuti stuff before that too. But none of that actually played into the Amory Wars saga. Right. So gotcha. the Amory Wars starts with uh, Turbine from uh, Claudio's standpoint. Yes. And then it ends with No World for Tomorrow. That is whenever the uh, they actually destroy the keywork. Yes. Like the planets and stuff like that. He finishes what he started doing. But I agree with you. From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness is yes, number that's, that's, one. That's my number awesome. one as far as that's concerned. That's uh, also where I started. Mm-hmm. And then I went back Me to too. Silent Earth. And I love Silent Earth as well. Because, I mean, that's got like all the bigger, bigger singles as it's far like as... like Favor House Atlantic's on there. Yeah. Um, uh, Blood Summer's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and those. But this, this album's... Uh, They've got a song called Blood Summer too. Yeah, I'm pretty Why sure. Why did I name a song called Blood Summer? Is it Blood Summer? Blood Red Summer. Oh, Blood okay, Red cool. Summer. Crowing on there too, keeping yeah, the secrets. Crowing. I yeah, um, but no, I mean those those are those are always good. It's good that this is starting as a precursor. They don't have to go back and do the fucking Tarantino yes. thing of like, oh, we're making aftermath and aftermath, and now we're doing Year of the Black Rainbow, and this is all how it starts technically, but we're doing it after everything else. I can tell you that I love listening to the the double disc essentially of the Aftermath, like going like straight through from mm-hmm. ascension through to the end of dissension i listen to that on a regular basis as like background like to my day it's just like i feel like i'm just gonna fucking do amazing things uh because it i mean it's what well, it's probably like three hours on not three hours worth of material almost two hours worth of material and uh and i have to pause it throughout the day anyway so like he's got it's great it's this great. this story for vaxus is uh he's already got five acts total written for it holy shit so it will so be he's definitely re-inspired to he's re-inspired play. to do everything and he's got all five acts written out of how everything will end up playing out for Vaxus. the story part of i it, guess not that the vaxus the character is supposed to eventually like be the ruler of the galaxy Oh, like wow. as everything ends he's up Thanos. turning out, I don't know if it's Thanos. Like if he's supposed to be a villain or what? How this is I mean, playing out? As soon as you become the ruler of the galaxy, you're a bad guy. Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, look at you the can't Emperor be a, Palpatine. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, give me one person that has become the ruler of the galaxy that hasn't turned into a shit bag, a shit bag. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have you been listening? Halsey to? came out with a new song. Halsey. It's pretty good. I like Halsey just in general. She's good people. Cool. Um, Lady, as I mentioned before, uh, Lady, Lady Gaga Antibon. and Bradley Cooper's uh, A Star is Born soundtrack came out. Is it good? Uh, to go along with the movie. I've only heard the song Shallow, okay. which was like, I was hooked immediately. So uh, We talked so about good. it a little bit last episode. So would you compare this to something like um, uh, Glenn Hansard's stuff from like Once? I was getting ready to say Once would have been my comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him and, what's yeah. that chick's uh, name? They did the Swell season together. Yeah, Swell season. I fucking love. I've never even watched once, but the soundtrack to once, once and the so Swell good. Seasons album yes. are amazing. Yes. Uh, we listen to that like going to sleep on a regular basis. Yeah. It's such good like sleepy music. It is good. Um, but, uh, I would say yes, but like with more. Um, they were kind of. I would say Swell Season and just the once in general. There's not a lot of. Um, it's very full. Uh, it's not upbeat. No. Yeah. So this is probably a little bit more upbeat. I think I don't know much about this guy, but I think like 
Bradley Cooper's character is like kind of like a rock star, country star, like like kind of like mainstream, pretty heavy. And then Lady Gaga's character is more of a timid, like she sings really well and he knows it, but like she doesn't want to like perform in front of people, and so he kind of his whole Scared part is like rock. pushing her into that. Mm-hmm. Where and I think he's on like big like drug benders, and she's trying to get him clean. They're kind of. Like working together okay. to improve each other. So I've never even seen the other movies. I haven't seen that either. So I'm just curious. That's just what I'm picking but up from. It sounds them. cool. Um, uh, Tenacious D has released uh, two songs by this mm-hmm. point. I heard Hope. I didn't hear the other one yet. Uh, and then that one is uh, something about making love. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Yeah. Uh, and so far they're turning. Out, they're pretty good songs. Hope was good. It was just kind of. It reminded me of that. Rivers of gold. Yeah, like, it was. It well, wasn't like an, a hilarious song by no. any stretch. It was actually like, if you watch the video with it, then there was some stuff that was you kind of some, funny, yeah. but it was mostly like if you listen to it just audio wise, it wasn't really anything that was designed yeah. to be funny. It almost sounds like a hope, like it was inspiring. About hope, song. Not about yeah. the dog hope, but yeah. about yeah, the dog hope. The dog's name is Hope. Oh, okay. I thought you said not about the dog Hope. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, what other movie? The dog on the on the show is named Hope. I thought you were. I, I also. I thought you were talking about like a movie or something mm. named it. And then they've also got the uh, post-apocalypto theme uh, mm-hmm. is out. So yeah. you got a little bit of everything. Uh, the noise, uh, noise. making love song is pretty good, uh, and that episode's pretty good. It is. Uh, very, I don't want to say graphic because that makes it sound like I'm a. I think something's graphic. There's a lot of uh, vaginas and dicks and things in there, and they're mm-hmm. uh, going in and out of each other. Like it's it's a uh, very uh, sexual, vulgar in a way. Yeah, not vulgar. That's too strong of a word too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kesha came out with a new song called "Here Comes the Change." Up in the morning, like just TikTok. I love Kesha. Um, so uh, this song was, uh, almost in the same vein as like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper shallow was like kind of more laid back, more, I don't even want to say country. I don't even want to say folky, but just kind of, I don't know what well, you call it. It was you that told me about that, about Kesha, folk but pop. she, I like folk pop. She wrote like all of those like songs for a lot of different famous people. Oh, it was yeah. like actual like writer. And Does she really? Yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, like not Sia, like like Britain. No, I meant like uh, like Sia wrote a lot of stuff for like main like big pop yeah, stars. But Kesha did too. Oh, okay. But she wrote stuff for like I know like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, like actual lyrics for songs and stuff too. Hmm. And a lot of her songs that she has that she released were ones that weren't like picked up by artists. I think so she like Sia. kept them for himself. Not just it, this is Kesha too. Kesha's only like in her early twenties, like. She's and I think you might be getting them flip flopped. So you think that Sia? Sia is Sia's a big was a big songwriter for years okay. before she ever became a, a star. Like she's got like a fifteen year career of like songwriting before she ever even Who did dropped she her first for? single. All those main big pop okay, stars. Okay, so maybe yeah. it was her then. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sia's good though. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. She uh, has a chandelier. That's what I meant. Like it was weird to think that the like songs like that potentially Didn't get weren't picked, picked up. up or something <laughs> right? like that. It's just crazy to me. <laughs> And then uh, a couple other real quick ones. Say Anything has dropped their second song. Mm-hmm. So we've got Days and then we also have Pink Snot. Pink Snot. Uh, which the music, I think, is really, really good on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot better than the last album. Uh, his vocals, uh, he's, Max is just, uh, he's doing his, he's doing Max. And I'm not sure if I like this thing where he likes to yell a lot and it doesn't really sound like it's in key. 
It's not my favorite thing that he does. Um, but I liked Days a little bit better than Pink Snap because of that. Like, he did it a lot, lot in that the last album that dropped. Um, I'll tell you, I like both of them, and there's not been a lot that he and the rest of the band have released that I don't enjoy because I really do like Say Anything yeah. a lot. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm so far I like both of those songs, and you're right, they are better than the last album for yeah. sure. Yeah. But but yeah, I've, I I didn't I think I listened to Pink Snot before I listened to Days. I didn't know that song came out and it mm-hmm. was on my Spotify list for the release li- radar on there. Yeah. And uh, I had listened to it and then I went back and I was just like, oh, that one came out too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like them. Yeah. I'm excited. And then uh, last but not least on my music side of things is uh, Young the Giant has released a few new songs uh, that they're up to. I always like to see what Young the Giant's been up to. I started listening to them when they released their first album that had like Apartment on it and all of that. Um, and have kind of continued to be a fan of them um, throughout all of that. So it's always nice to see Young the Giant cranking out some new tunes, and they yeah. they've not stayed exactly the it's same. They've the kind first, of evolved a bit. Is this the first single stuff since the Mind Over Matter album stuff? I th- uh, was there another album after that? I think it, I think this is the new stuff after that. Okay, yeah. I can't remember the how everything goes, but and. Um, always a real big fan of when they do uh i can't remember what they call the series it's not into the wild uh but they do like these things where they just like i don't know if it's wherever they're touring or what they do but essentially they prop themselves up either it's in the middle of the woods or in the desert on a mountain Mm -hmm. or whatever and they do like this like live kind of version of this song and they kind of reinterpret it to whatever they can achieve there and record it it's always so cool and uh there's just a totally different vibe that that music has when it's out in the wild. None of that they've done on these new songs that I know of, but I just wanted to mention it because I, I think that that's a super cool thing that they do, and they just seem like a uh, a pretty uh, pretty cool band. Definitely. Yep. Cool. What, what other music you got? Uh, so uh, he's an artist. His name is Milo. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him. The way uh, you started that. <laughs> you like that? He's an artist. Well, I mean, it's just hard to I have not heard this Milo. genre of music. This new album that came out... Um, Who is Milo? So he is... Not the a, guy from not, Heroes. No, not Milo Ventimiglia. He's cute. Go. He is. Uh, this guy is a young African-American artist. Okay. Uh, who does a very mellow brand of hip-hop. So whenever I told you, like, a couple weeks ago, whenever we was... I, I told you about, like, the... Not anti-pop, but uh, the lo-fi hip-hop stuff... Mm-hmm. How it has like kind of like that staticky, grainy sound to it, mm-hmm. and it has just almost older sounding beats and stuff. They'll take they'll take little clips from stuff that was like from the '30s or '40s and kind of mix it together with like actual hip hop beats mm-hmm. and stuff. He's kind of been like dabbling in and out of that genre, anyways. But he actually like raps to it. Um, and this whole album that came out recently is actually just nothing but that. So, like, all of the audio stuff that's in the background of it is all just that kind of good genre of music that I like listening to anyways, but it actually has, like, hip-hop over it. Um, His voice and the way that he actually does his, like, articulation for his hip-hop is if you imagine if the lead singer from Cake decided that he was going to do hip-hop. That's like spoken word. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, like, his voice sounds a lot like that guy's, too. Like, borderline to the point to where I was just like, 
oh, it almost makes you wonder, like, is this guy doing hip-hop now instead of, like, doing cake shit or whatever? But Effortlessly, like, it just kind of sounds like it just... He's not even trying, and it sounds good. It sounds good, and he articulates himself really well. His, like, double entendres that he throws out and metaphors that he spits out while he's doing stuff just come out so clean and awesome and effortlessly. But it blends in with this lo-fi hip-hop, which, like I said, there's not a lot of people that, that rap on top of this genre, but it works out so well it just sounds cool as shit. Is that what um, that poopity scoopity song was that Kanye did? Was it kind of like what he was trying to do? Uh, I maybe a little bit, but I don't really. <laughs> Nobody think knows so what either. he was really trying to do there. I'm trying to think if I can show you. I can't. I can't think what the name of the actual album was. The new one that came out. He's of been around. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit. He's um, been around for a while now. Since 2010, I think was when his first discography came out. His first mixtape, anyway. Uh, this is, is the new. This the new yes, the new album is called "Budding Orth- uh, Ornithologists Are Weary of Tired Analogies." That's the hmm. new album. Um, the first stuff that I really listened to was off of this one's "The Flies Don't Come." Um, all of them, like I said, have that kind of feel and aesthetic to it, but this new one is uh, definitely worth checking out if you like that kind of style of music. Who told you to think? Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Oh, that's not the new one. No, that's not the newest one. That's the, that's the, the one that came called? out last year. The new one's the one I just said. It's the budding ornithologists are weary of tired analogies. But that's not on here. That's not uh, on my Google Play. I don't know. It's new. It's on Spotify. That's why I'll listen to it. Uh, Bar. Budding ornithologies. That's it right there. Huh. I wonder why it didn't come up on the Budding ornithologists. That's it right there. Uh, well, the other, cool. I've been listening to the out. new Thomas Giles album. Or oh, he's coming out of the pipe. He's coming out in November, and then he released a single. Um, Is it good? It's definitely different than what uh, he had released before. Um, I dug this old stuff. Did you like like the the first album, like the Pulse? I did Sleep like Shake Pulse, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it's not quite like that, so it's not as dark. This one sounds almost a little bit more, like, hopeful, if I can say, in a way. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, I mean, not that, like, it's that's the That's the first single. Milan. Milan, yeah. Okay. And it's got, yeah, that guy, Christopher Rigg, or Rigg, um, who sings on it with him, and it's really cool. Um. Just a different kind of... It's just the way that, I don't know how to pinpoint a genre. It almost sounds like a song that you would hear on, like, an art house movie. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, but it's really cool. The music's really good with it. Um, it's kind of still the same Thomas Giles-y feel to it, but it's a little bit more electronic in a way. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard some other stuff that he's released on. like the He's got an album or two that was just instrumental, mm-hmm. and it's good, but it's almost like a little bit more electronic. And he did the... I can't remember what it was. He did a, a soundtrack for an indie movie too. Oh, he did. Uh huh. It's the uh, that Dutch book. Oh, Dutch yeah, book. Yeah, he is. did a whole soundtrack for it, and that's all kind of the same way. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's it's very, very mellow, but like I said, seems but like a little bit more sort of like, positivity, get positivity in that, into it too. That's not just up. like, not like all like sleep shake and all that shits about like his like, not being able to sleep and having like anxieties and all this like mm-hmm. more depressing kind of format this seems a little bit more hopeful interesting 
Um, got a new Joji single and the announcement of his album coming out here at the end of the month. Um, his album is called Ballads One. Um, his new single's not my favorite. It's definitely way more different. It's still, I guess, technically falls into the anti-pop genre, but it's just almost like peppy happy. Whereas, like, whenever you think of like the anti-pop genre, it's almost like this music is meant to be depressing in a way. That's that's how it's all centered around. This one's lyrically still is kind of almost depressing, but it's got like a. I can't live in you. It's like almost like borderline happy sounding. And there's like a line in it where he says something like, I got a box cutter with your name on it. And just like all kind of still like depressing, yeah. I want to kill you kind of shit. But at the same time, it's like an overtly happy song. Hmm. Um, it's just different. It's not my favorite that he's came out with uh, as far as singles go and stuff. Um, another person that's on the same label is Joji. Her name is Yeji. And she uh, she <laughs> writes kind of anti-pop stuff too. Um, she's really good. She released a new single... I can't remember if it was around the same time of his latest one, too. So it's been like a week or two ago. Um, but she does the same thing that he does, too. So all of the music and everything is no like producing or anything to it. It's all written and completed by the artist himself. It's like Joji writes all of his music. He comes up with all these beats on his own and everything, too. Writes the lyrics and everything. There's no like producer on his record label that's helping him, hand holding him or anything this whole time. They're just encouraging him to just come up with as much unique. So somebody's still like tracking it and somebody's still uh, producing it, like editing it and doing all of that side of stuff, or they single hand, like it's all like in their hands. For the most part, it's Joji that's doing majority of everything. So he's he actually, actually produces all the recording and, and yes, everything. Yeah, as well. He does all that stuff himself. He's done that for years though too, even prior to this. And it's not something that's without like within not within reach of him to be able to do because the kind of music that he's writing is all like pretty much synth based. He uses like a lot of self harmony with himself anyways too. So anytime he writes music, he'll do like a three or four part harmony yeah. with his own voice. Um, so everything is all just basically like a keyboard or a computer and then him to begin with. So he kind of just does everything himself and she's done that same stuff too. It's like almost kind of like a female version of what he's kind of going for. That's why they both end in J.I. Yeah, that's it. It has nothing to do because they're, you know, oriental. You don't say that word either. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's your next thing? Uh, <laughs> you don't like that? I don't. Why? Because <laughs> I like, I like whenever you get triggered by stuff. I oh fuck you! Don't say triggered. <laughs> don't say tr- I, I don't care. It's not me. It's that we want people to like this show. We do have people that like this show. <laughs> There'll be few and far between as soon as we keep spouting words like that. That's not a bad word. Um, Asians. That's probably better. It's probably better. Yeah. I well, would say. she's. Korean, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's from Japan yeah, originally. Well, Asian is a whole country that includes it both of those. It is not a country. That is a continent. That's what I meant. <laughs> like we're part of we're North American. We are, and that's not offensive. We're Americans, <laughs> and it's kind of offensive anymore. A lot of people associate us with not good things. Well, I mean, there's that, but <laughs> I don't think there's anything to do with our country, like. Our continent we live on. That's true. Toadies released a new live album. Did they really? They did. Uh, it's pretty good. 
Has a lot of it's the new stuff. Pretty good. Uh, well, like uh, just, uh, Upside Down Town or whatever. Yeah, it's got a lot Is of the newer tracks called? that. Yeah, it's got a lot of the newer tracks that are on there too, which I've not heard live. Um, some of them are. A little bit, uh, it's almost like the way that it is with any other live show. There's a lot of times whenever I see artists and the first couple of songs, it's almost like we're really warming up, but songs kind of don't come out sounding exactly the way that you would hope that they would come out sounding. Like they're not going to kick off right out the bat and be like, this sounds like the fucking album because it's so good live too. But then, you know, like they're just kind of warming up and getting used to things. So it's kind of like that to me. Is this uh, live at Billy Bob's? Yes. Uh, and they end with a cover of uh, I Put a Spell on You. Oh, that's cool. And it was really, really well done. Uh, just hearing him do the, because ah, oh, you're mine. <laughs> just cool. the regular, typical Vaden, but with that is uh, really awesome on it. Cool. But uh, it, it's, it's, good, it's good stuff. If you, if you like toadies and you like live music, you're going to love the latest live toadies guaranteed that was a good a good that's uh, how you sell it a right good there. thing you did there thank you i had speaking of selling things i had a thought about like a tagline for us it's like ifnz <laughs> podcast it's like you're here <laughs> ifnz podcast borderline offensive <laughs> <laughs> one half offensive <laughs> oh no i was like i was thinking like like it could do we could just be like uh you know it's like you're in the room. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're here. It's like you're here. <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a, something that Comedy Central would have done as an advert podcast. Advert back in like the, the late nineties. It's like you're here. IFNC podcast. It's like you're here. And like it, it ties. Does into it mean like... I'm gonna have to get Greg to re-record the outro? No, absolutely not. Do you want to have him in, record an intro? No, I mean he can. It oh, okay. I don't care. You're listening to the IFNZ podcast. I was going to start working on a, a new intro music so, tune. You are? Mm-hmm. You're going to make a new tune? Mm-hmm. I was. What, are you going to write singing it too? I was probably going to try to not have a song that... I was going to like only give you like the non-vocal parts. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need me singing on you our could, podcast. You You've got a beautiful voice. Thanks. Uh, what, how you been gaming? I've been gaming. Have you been Neil gaming? Not really. Uh, honestly, I haven't been playing as much. I've still been working on Destiny 2 and Spider-Man um, very slowly. The whole baby process and working a lot has been slowing me down as far as gameplay goes. So, um, as far as... <coughs> you okay? <coughs> Gonna make it? You want me to keep that in? Yeah, water went down the wrong hole. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. You want me to pause it? Nope, we're fine. Well, let's do it. If you were going to pause it, it would have been while I was coughing, not after. I could do it right now. <laughs> that way they don't know. They won't know that we that I was coughing. I'm going to cut. I'll edit it out. You will let out my cough? No. No, I know you won't. <laughs> Anyways, you uh, your, your gaming's been minimal and it's been uh, Destiny 2 uh, cranking. Still. Um, uh, grinding? Yes, the grind. And, and uh, Larry J. Spiderman. Yeah, Larry J. Jacobs Spiderman. Yeah. J. J. Jonah, J. Jonah Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I haven't really got much further on Spider-Man. I'm uh, still really digging it. I did the Shocker fight, and I think I did Rhino fight was shortly after that. Um, I've still been just doing a lot of the side shit, which is... A problem because this is like a game really taps into like OCD mode for me. Mm. It's just it. It's one of the games that 
there are certain games that you can go do and be like, I'm going to hundred percent everything. And a lot of them seem like this is far out of reach. Like a grand theft auto game has so much shit in it. And there's some stuff in there that I really don't care for. Like the road races that are in there. I don't really like doing yeah. a ton of road race shit. So like hundred percent with that, not necessarily something I'm super on board with, but this one, there's like so much stuff and it's all like actual fun in game side story shit that it's just just always it's it's always like a pleasure to play and do mm. um and doesn't seem tedious in any way shape or form so it makes me feel like this is like one of those games that i'm like i definitely feel like i could and probably want to 100 percent it yeah. so i'm trying to get all the side shit as it comes uh like opens up and stuff to me um definitely but i'm definitely digging it like i said the destiny is still the same i'm just trying to get my light level and everything higher on that so that way i can actually be raid ready and do some more of the other content that i haven't got to touch yet with the newer expansion and kind of sucks because i know the new expansion that from the annual pass it's just a small expansion but they're adding that on i'm pretty sure it comes out in december so we're only actually just a couple of months away from even more new content coming in and i haven't even touched the fucking raid yet from this one so still trying to get get my legs through it what you got going dude Uh, dude, I haven't played a single game. I was actually trying to think about this while I was, uh, prepping my notes and, uh, there's, I don't think I've really played anything. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've picked up the controller. I'm sure I've, uh, shot a robot deer or two, but like, I really haven't done anything crazy, um, at all. You you told me that you were on like a creative mode earlier. I am. I'm, I'm kind of getting into, I'm doing some, uh, writing exercises yeah. Like, not music writing, but, like, write writing. Yeah. And uh, I've really been enjoying that. That's kind of been my new thing. And then uh, been actually into writing some music again uh, recently. And I think I'm going to go and record uh, a couple of songs to post up on the Listen to Shadows page. And uh, nice. kind of get some, some tunage out there. Uh, I've got a, a newer tune that I wrote. Uh, I don't know. Maybe six to 12 months ago and then i've got one of uh, a collection of songs that i had intended on recording probably eight years ago um that i'm gonna record so, anus face uh what's left of lisa oh yeah. yeah i remember that one still not actually released that ever officially yeah. so so gonna go back and do that as, as well as a song called three weeks so that's kind of been my in place of gaming has been spending time uh writing handwriting uh like stories and also working on some music recording so as we actually talked about at one point in time just as a quick aside yeah but talked about you doing blogging and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i thought about writing some articles about some specific things um maybe maybe media related some of them might not be necessarily media related not not like story writing but journaling yeah in a way and then sharing some of that stuff sure. and putting content out i actually was at barnes and noble a couple different times over the course of the past week and i saw a few journals that i really liked and i was just like it'd be really cool like if i have some downtime on breaks or if something's going on with my machine or whatever at work to be able to just pop that open and write because i have so much time that is just open and available for me to just do something like that you're so lucky thank you you're so lucky. I guess. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of being in a factory the whole day, but you know, the downtime I mean, is pretty pretty perkable though. If you yeah, know it I mean. is. It is nice being able to know that, like, if something is going on or I do have some kind of a downtime, that I can actually do it. I'm not like 
running around with my chicken head cut off. Oh, that chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought about doing that too, and I thought that that'd be cool to to put out there. Absolutely, you, you've, in, you've inspired me. Do it. It's uh, I've got uh, I picked up at the uh, five below. There was a book of his. 300 writing prompts and it gives you a yeah. prompt a day and you just kind of go through I saw all and, those there too they, yeah. they had a what made me want to get a journal in the first place was just because it looked cool the journal itself because they had a whole like space and nasa section mm. that they have that was like on like display out there and then this really cool journal um that was like had the actual like i had like the solar system in the background it had this like almost look like uh What's it called whenever they have the like connect the dots connect the dots type thing? It will look like connect the dots. It actually had numbers on it. Oh, but it not wasn't constellations. no. Um, well, I mean, kind of maybe it was supposed to be like constellations, but the, it made like what looked like an astronaut. Was there a constellation prize? No, there wasn't. It, <laughs> uh, you paid fifteen dollars and they gave oh, you a journal. I gotcha. <laughs> it was a nice like moleskin journal too, so I thought it'd be cool to have and then keep and actually like write stuff in it too. Yeah, that would be a keeper. I feel I, I'm a full of, I'm full of shit when it comes to writing uh, in on paper. Like I started to write in that thing, and then I was like, I'm just gonna type this. My ideas come too fast, and I type way faster than I can write. And then if I'm typing, I can like skip down a couple lines and fill in like a blank of where I'm gonna end up later, and then come back to it. So it uh, typing works way better for me. So I'm just I read the prompt and then I type it out in like G Docs or something. No, that makes um, sense. So that's been that's been my thing with that. Um, and what about on like the 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 comics and books? Are you are you uh, still rocking your Marvel Unlimited? Yeah, I am. I uh, I have kept it now. Oh, you um, are gonna keep it? Yeah, I think I'm gonna keep it for at least another month or two just cool. to have it. Um, it's been really good to me. I've still been going through good Star Wars Gal- uh, Star Wars Legacy. Yeah. Um, I'm over halfway through with it now. Um, the Legacy probably. series. Yes entirely um it's i think it wrapped in 2010 was the last issue and it's i think it's 60 issues something to that effect, okay. like 50 or 60 and they did a like is it. that including volume two like because they did a a second like they ended legacy volume one was like the first like the real long storyline and then they all had like a 20 issue they called it legacy volume two uh story and I don't, is that included it's in tied both of into those? everything. It's all I think it. it's all attached to it. Because there's like different artists and writers and everything on that Yeah, second. because that second half of the last parts of it, the actual like cover is uh, you see on the front of everything has changed as well. Too. Yeah. But the story's really awesome. It's still pulling me in. I like the whole, basically, Cade being like, what would have been my first iteration, I guess, even reading it back then whenever it first came out of what would be like a gray Jedi mm-hmm. at that point yeah. in time. Cause I mean, he's still trying to fight and balance with the light and the dark characters that they introduced a little bit earlier on that they start reintroducing eventually down the road and then make them important characters, but it might be issues later, I which see. I think is a kind of just a cool concept. They'll introduce you to this chick. That's like a bounty hunter, almost type person. And she's been like a sleeper agent that they wake up and then like you see her issue. And that was like issue number 12. And it was all basically about her. And you're just like, that was cool, like a little one-off story, like a tied thing. And then like 10 issues later, you're just like, oh shit, she's actually Cade's mom. Huh. And you're just like, oh, that's fucking rad how they tied that together. <laughs> and it's like, you see like the dad, Cade's dad is like the Jedi. He's like the good balance. That's like where he gets all of his good shit from. And she's got a touch of like 
a little bit of force with her too, but she's not like a full on fucking Jedi or a Sith or anything like that. She just got a little bit of it in there. Got a little touch she's, of it. She's a little smidge. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, you know, like she's like a bounty hunter. She's an assassin hmm. or whatever. So that's where he gets like almost kind of like that opposition that yeah, he ends that up getting instinct. from the, yes. So he's, uh, that's where he kind of gets that. So he's like full on, gets the smuggler aspect from everything, like from her and, it's just really rad seeing how everything kind of pans out and yeah. uh, the story's been good. But oh. that's that's pretty much all I've been really reading read. still. But I'm going to probably have that wrapped up, I would assume, by the time that we get to Hit meet it up again. again. Yeah. Cool. Um, I uh, have taken down a couple of things since we last spoke. Uh, first being that Zero's Journey book that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas sequel-ish kind of thing. Uh, it picks up with... Uh, Zero and Jack kind of hanging out, and he's in Halloween Town again, and he's kind of prepping for the the holidays. And um, Zero wants to play, and Jack's real preoccupied with stuff and whatever. And then he uh, he was like, "Oh, you want to play and whatever? We'll play fetch." And he takes out his rib bone and throws it, whatever. And uh, Jack's got this new like remote control that essentially like looks like it takes you to the. Um, creates a portal to go to the different what's that the trees where the seasons Mm -hmm. are and zero hits it or whatever when he goes to catch the bone and ends up in the in the trees where the seasons are and ends up getting into christmas town and uh goes through that and it's kind of zero on his own through christmas town and uh, meets up with this elf, and they she takes him in and kind of takes care of him and tells him the history of Christmas Town and all of this stuff. And it's a, a really quick read. I think I read like the whole zero issue zero through four, uh, probably in like fifteen minutes. Like oh. it's a real quick kind of thing, but uh, it's good. It looks like there's gonna be. Uh, it said this is the first volume of four to come, so I guess it'll be like a 16-issue miniseries or maxi-series. Um, the artwork looks really great. Like it's, yeah, it, I've it, seen it, the sills and stuff that I've seen yeah. look really good. It looks good. Not a lot of words. Uh, written by someone called DJ Milky. Oh, And uh, okay. art by uh, K or Key Ishiyama is the artist on it, but it looks really good. The one thing that I realized through all of this that I don't know, you're going to be like, yeah, of course, because you're a little, I think you're a little bit more versed in Nightmare Before Christmas. Did you know Zero's nose is a pumpkin? Yes. Like a jack-o'-lantern? Mm-hmm. I had no clue mm-hmm. until I saw it draw out. He used him as Rudolph because it, the jack-o'-lantern glows because yeah. it's a jack-o'-lantern. He, yeah. I always just thought it was a red, I thought it was a red nose, or mm-hmm. like an orangish red nose, like a Rudolph nose, like a bulb. Full on jack-o'-lantern. But yeah, totally a jack-o'-lantern. Did you know that in, uh, in like the, like in the poem and story proper for Nightmare Before Christmas, the end of it, whenever Santa Claus actually comes back to visit Jack again and Jack and Sally have kids? Like they in the like, like, in the storybook, yeah, that you can they get? actually have like uh, I have, like, but I've just never read. They've it. got like little uh, skeleton children in the end of it. It's, they've got like four like little skeleton kids that That's all look funny. like Jack, like little mini Jacks. Huh. And uh, I don't know, he says something like, "They had that that whole thing was voiced uh, by Patrick Stewart. They had him read the book. Too. Oh, there's like an audio, like an actual audio version it. of it too." And like the Santa Claus comes in there and says something like that. No, like like knowing everything that had happened with that night, would you do it all over again, even after everything's said and done? And he said like Jack like just looks at him and smiles and says, "Wouldn't you?" 
<laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I also have been trying to keep up with the, which it's not hard to keep up with, the pages of Pinball Twins. Yeah. The uh, the comic that, that Brian Johnson's uh, writing. I can't remember who the artist is. I need to try uh, and see that. But, I've never uh, got it's, any of it yet. It's uh, it through yet. Like the whole Patreon process. Yeah. It's real goofy. It's just uh, super, super Pinball silly. Pinball Twins. <laughs> But uh, it's. Oh, they're gonna. They, they don't have a pot of that at all, do they? No, I don't think they'll do a pot of. They did a video of it. But like you a, know that would be fun. <laughs> they did a, a movie, uh, like a like a twenty minute where they were like, I don't even think it was twenty minutes, where the pinball twins were uh, uh, interviewing Walt, uh, and it was it was super uh, silly and funny. Um, <laughs> I also uh, two of my piece of media's from last time were Metro Chapter One had yeah. just come out. Um, I did get a chance to read that chapter one. The trade's not out still, but the the chapter one did come out. I did read it, and you you were like, you said something about it. doesn't it open up with like a real like weird sex scene or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that's what I remember hearing um, something of that. It's effect. like page two. Uh, there's a guy, they're in a morgue, and there's a guy fucking one of the corpses. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just remember reading or not reading, listening on one of the episodes or something, and Q saying like yeah. fucking. Like this is pretty dark at the first parts of the stuff, and it's it's dark throughout. But I mean, starts off pretty rough, and yeah. Walt's just like, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the art's great. Like, um, I I enjoyed uh, Walt's Batman runs that he's done mm-hmm. uh, with Cacophony and Widening Gyre, and then doing Cryptozoic Man looked pretty good. This by far looks even better. I think That's like cool. the, it has a style about it that I almost felt like. Especially in Cryptozoic Man, he was trying to achieve something, but didn't quite get to there. It was is like... This, is this all just straight up backed stuff that you have to buy through them that way? Or is no, it something that they, they, they are going like to have it printed. on pre-order now. Okay. It is it is on pre-order now. I can't remember exactly where it's at, but I'm sure you could look it up. Is that you can pre-order the... Uh, it's coming out just in a trade. Like the, the chapter one was just kind of a preview thing. Yeah. But it's like a 120-something page trade paperback. Cool. Of it all, but uh, but yeah, I definitely want to get it. It Walt's sounds got a like style. something cool. It's it, it looks really good. Uh, there there are uh, two kind of bum characters that definitely resemble Brian Johnson and get them Steve Dave, <laughs> uh, in there. And then uh, there's a a guy that's getting like murdered at one point in time that has a shirt that says "Whoa whoa whoa, it's okay, it's okay." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like little tell him Steve Dave. Yeah, that's cool callbacks. There's uh, somebody going. Uh, get off of your gizmo or gadget on there. Like, so there's, there's some cool little pieces, but essentially it's about a guy who is, wakes up from being dead. He's in the morgue and that's where the sex scene with the corpse comes from. And he just comes back to life, uh, but doesn't know who he is. Doesn't know why he's there or anything like that. And, uh, and then there are these three kind of freak kind of people. One of them being the guy that was fucking the corpse um, that are part of this organization of like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And they've got this machine that has a kind of mystical reader on it to kind of tell like when something odd is happening off the charts. And they, the guy that was fucking the corpse obviously realized that the other guy came to life and was like, there's something weird about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, 
so he's got his group, his his uh, these three guys tracking down this guy that just came back to life to figure out what's going on with him. And that's really all it kind of left with was that uh, a mass murder and bridges blowing up and shit like that. But a lot of crazy going on. But Metro number one was pretty cool. Sweet. And then the uh, other thing I was supposed to read was Identity Crisis uh, Mm -hmm. on the DC Universe app. I got to read issue one, but I didn't get to read the rest of it in time before it fell off. So I'll catch that later and uh, give everybody kind of a, a feedback on that. And last but not least, I've been listening to the audiobook of Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Okay. Um, it's a book. It's not a, a comic book, but it's a, a book. Um, and I think I've got like an hour and a half left in the audiobook of it. It's like a seven hour thing. Um, and it is so good. It is a uh, kind of coming to, uh, what's that, coming of age mm-hmm. story of these two uh, Mexican-American boys and uh, just kind of how they're a little bit different. It focuses more on Aristotle and his family is told from his point of view. And he meets this boy, Dante. And uh, and it's, and like I said, a coming-of-age story that is... Um, Dante's definitely come to terms with being gay. And and I, I think where it's going is that Aristotle is also, but coming through it in a, a much longer approach, yeah. angle. Uh, but it's it's a very well written story, and it's read by um, what's his face, uh, Hamilton, the Hamilton oh, guy. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, and he does a really good job reading it and all the different yeah. voices in it. So the audiobooks are really good of it. Cool. I'm hoping to finish it up in the next day or so. Uh, but it is Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. That sounds good. It's a wonderful book. Uh, but that's comics and books for me. What about on the movie TV side for you? Uh, movie TV side, we haven't watched any movies. Um, we watch the, again, Always Sunny, keeping it up with it. Every time we record, these are on Wednesdays, so I don't have like the latest episode of the week on there. So. That's true. Wednesdays are a... Uh, uh, that's the, win- that's the that's Always Sunny thing. So the last episode we watched was uh, them getting new vehicles, uh, which has been really good. It was really funny. There was a surprising sequence that happened in it where... Uh, Charlie and uh, Mac beat up a bunch of kids and they do like actual like slow-mo shit where he punches the kid and blood and shit squirts out of his mouth and I wasn't expecting it and it just made me fucking roll um, but it was, a, it was a great episode as always it seems like all of these episodes are progressively getting better and better as the, as the seasons are going on there was the, one of the last episodes I don't remember I've talked about it on the podcast but it was them going through a sexual harassment seminar. Oh, no, we haven't talked about that one uh, yet. I think that's where we left off. Yeah, that that episode was probably the best one of the season so far. It was amazing. Um, but like I said, they, they're progressively getting funnier and funnier. It started off a little bit rough, but then as it gets a little bit further along, it's it's getting funnier. Um, this next one that airs tonight is about what they call the bathroom crisis. I guess they're trying to, because there are people that are ginger fluid, Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that's going on with that front, this is their take on that. So they're trying to figure out how they're going to do bathrooms. If they're going to do one bathroom, this should just be one bathroom kind of a thing. Like all men and women could just poop and pee next to each other in stalls or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, like D's just like, I don't want to be taking a shit next to Charlie or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like kind of figuring out what they're doing with it. And, uh, I'm sure that'll end up turning out pretty funny. It's always good whenever they have an episode that is just at the bar and they don't even have to go anywhere just to yeah. make it funny. Um, another thing is that we've been watching, it's it's October, 
<laughs> and that means that means travel Halloween. Cha- that means Halloween. It means Travel Channel specials are back. Oh, is that a thing? It is a thing. Um, like Halloween, like October. And October travel on tra- Travel Channel. It is a. It is like Halloween specials. Huh. Um, and by that, I mean like uh, they have like scariest places in America. Oh, okay. Kind of things like that. They have uh, haunted attractions. So like I see walkthroughs of uh, of haunted houses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, they do new iterations every year. The new thing that's coming out on the Travel Channel this year is they have a special thing that they're doing with uh, the Ghost Adventure guys. So they're doing haunts for each week leading up to Halloween. Um, so every Saturday they're doing a new episode of Ghost Adventure, and it's all supposed to be on, I think it's like the Pacific Northwest, if I'm not mistaken. Just different haunts in that area in general. And it's all leading up to, I guess, on Halloween night, they're doing a Ghost Adventures Live. So they're actually going to do a, a thing live, like just full live on the air thing. You can talk to them on Facebook Live. They're going to have like all these feeds open from Facebook, Twitter, and talking to people live. And they're going to be doing what they do, but live so people can see them at like a haunted location. And it's going to be like a four-hour-long thing. Wow. So it's full on them going to a place, talking on like all of the EBV, EPV devices and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just trying to come up so, with some kind of weird phenomenon to try and see if they can talk to... And they, so they'll have to figure out how to do, like, the fake stuff live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figure out how to do the fake stuff live. And, uh, but just always have enjoyed the Travel Channel specials of seeing, like... Because they'll do, like, some of the Halloween traditions from other towns. Not big ones, but the smaller towns that have, like, unique Halloween traditions. And they'll go to those towns and be like... This town has a pumpkin throwing contest, but their pumpkin throwing contest is like, we have these giant fucking pumpkins, and everybody has to make their own catapults, and whoever throws and launches the pumpkin the farthest is the winner, and you get some kind of a prize or whatever. So they're just different, like, towns that have different unique things, and... It's just always fun for You just love people. Halloween stuff. I absolutely general. love Halloween stuff. It's like my favorite holiday. But I uh, but I always really liked like all the Travel Channel stuff anyways. We watched Travel Channel a lot. I thought that travel that when you said Travel Channel specials, you meant just like in general, like October is the month that all of their specials come out in. No, just for like, like the whole year. Literally there's... like Halloween but they have other specials that happen throughout the rest of the year and stuff too with different shows or whatever. But no, they all come out in October. They all come out That's in October. That's what I thought That's you meant. It is. It's like no, no. no, this is like this is like special season, like all specials all the time. And then they just like rerun it throughout the rest of the year. No. Like <laughs> not quite. But uh now Halloween specials on Travel Channel have been awesome. And then uh, <laughs> cool. we finished the entire series of, or first season of Castle Rock. Oh, good. Ask me anything. AMA. AMA. Um, did you like it? Yes. Was it good? Yes. Why did you like it? Uh, words. Uh, why was it good? Words more. So you can't really talk about it because well, it'll spoil? Well, I can't. Spoil. It's not going to spoil things. Um, we already kind of talked about it because I watched the first half the last time that we kind of talked yeah. about this thing. So yeah, don't spoil the big stuff for me. I won't. But it still, it does have, like I, like I said before, and I, and I wholeheartedly agree, this thing has its own legs. Like, it doesn't have to yeah. be tied to Stephen King property to be a good show. It's just it's, cool It's, it's almost like, this is like lost in a way the way how it unfolds because it's not really scary it's not i guess it would fall under technically like a horror genre but it's more thriller suspense drama type thing than it is anything else throughout the entirety of it Mm kind of like american horror story isn't really horror it's yeah yeah i mean it's it's more of just a macabre of it it's just that kind of a thing it falls under that category Mm -hmm. of things and it's very stephen king-esque in the way 
Um, but like I said, it, it's almost like because it's all bad robot. I was just like, as I was watching it, I told Manny, I was just like, this is as cool as watching the first fucking season of Lost. I said, this is like Lost, but we're not on an island. We're in fucking <laughs> Maine. Uh, but it's uh, it was really rad. Uh, it all ends and kind of just gets you one of those scenarios where you have like you can believe this or you can believe this. It has like a dual ending. Mm-hmm. It not not that it's shot twice, but there's you can either think you this can, you can interpret it interpret ways. it yes you interpret it either A or B. There's not a big chunk of in between. Either this character is this or this character is this, and okay. this is kind of how it goes. And a lot of people are very split on mm-hmm. what they think it is. And that's, that's cool. really cool hearing all, everybody's sides of everything with it. Because I, I have my own theories about it and what I think. And maybe if you watch it eventually yeah. and get to You know that, I'm anti-TV show. I know you are these days. Except for all those ones that I want to watch. Uh, but if we get to that <laughs> point to where you watch it or something, we can do like a spoiler cast about it and kind of have our sure. own interpretation. Because I would, I would enjoy doing something like that with mm. you. Um, but... It's definitely easy to tell me to somebody to just to tell somebody to watch. It's it's one of the better shows that I've seen in a very long time. Wow. Yeah. It it does it. It does. It it's it's if you took like the horror suspense of like American Horror Story, like we said, and mixed it with like the mystery and wonder that was in Lost. So it's merging like almost two of the things that I love the most mm-hmm. and making one cool little baby that has a bunch of fucking Stephen King spoilers or uh, Easter eggs in it. So I'm, I'm guessing you would, you would rate it like very well done. Yeah, it's a very well done show. It makes me excited for seeing what season two is going to be like, knowing that this is like an American horror story and it's not going to follow the same storyline yeah it's gonna be still in castle rock township but follow a different family or a different group of people or have a different central character that part of it is is intriguing to me just because like the one part that's like has been annoying to me about american horror story is that there's a lack of any kind of crossover and we're seeing a little bit more of those lines being blurred now yeah but the fact that it's anthology-esque but we're in the same town we're yes. going to see those same people. Yes. It's just not going to be about That's those same what people. I told them. I said, it's, we've not seen what season two is going to be about. It could be about a completely different character, but I guarantee we'll see third-party characters yeah. that were in season one. We'll probably hear mention of the main character, like Henry Deaver, yeah. or the kid that uh, Bill Skarsgård plays, and you know different things like that that will probably come into some play and eventually get to a point to where there is some form of merger or some form of like cohesive thing that's yeah. there as like a main thing. The, one of the main driving factors, and I don't really think it's like a spoiler or anything because it's basically, it, it's not giving anything away and it's part of the central storyline. One of the things that kind of happens throughout the series is there's this sound that they hear um, and it's in the woods in, in, in the township. And the noise that they hear and what it's associated with and what they end up calling it, they call it something called schisma. And they all associate it with the voice of God. I see. It's not giving away too much, honestly. It's something that you'll eventually learn, like episode four or five. But this is kind of my take on it. Schisma and this noise that they hear and everything that happens is kind of almost reminds me of, to a T, if you remember from the Dark Tower series, of what a thinny is. Mm -hmm. So if you think back to what a thinny is and what this is, and since it is tied so heavily to Stephen King lore, I'm just like... This is just a fucking thinny, and they don't know what it is or know how to interpret it. Uh-huh. And this is like their take on what it's called, but we don't know if it, 
it's called a thinny because they're not in fucking Midworld. Yeah. But just seeing that and hearing that and knowing like that was just like, oh my god, this is so fucking cool. This ties <laughs> to even like Dark Tower and stuff in here and everything. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Good. I definitely heavily recommend it. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So awesome. what you got? Um, I have watched Solo. I think probably three times since we last. Really? Played. Yeah. You like I, it? It's completely rewatchable. Okay. Uh, it's a really good movie to just throw on in the background when you're going to sleep. Um, I'm a I'm a Solo fan. Uh, and it is uh, it really rolls my thunder. Um, yeah. Is is how I would how I would describe that movie. It is a a, a thunder rolling type uh, film. Cool. For me. Um. So watched that a few times. Uh, finished up I Zombie. I Zombie. The uh, season, whatever it was, uh, the last season. It uh, it was good. It ended with uh, definitely. I think they're kind of gearing up for the end because it is the next season is the end of right. I Zombie. Uh, it's a good show. So just give me like a big rundown of it. I I think I kind of know the concept of it, just but I really zombie truly don't. Just like just a brief synopsis of so, who the character is and why she's a zombie and stuff. So uh, it all starts off with uh, this this uh, lady, this lady girl, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she goes to this boat party and a zombie outbreak happens mm-hmm. and she gets scratched. Becomes a zombie. Okay. In this world, zombies can... Boat party? Yeah, like a boat party. Like okay. a, like on a beach with boats and stuff like that. Uh, in this world, when you, like a zombie can turn you by scratching you. Okay. Um, that's the and common way. Is zombie common in this world? Um, it wasn't at the beginning. Not when, you, not when it first okay. started. Like it was, I thought maybe it was just like, oh, you got scratched. Now you're going to turn. Oh, now you're going to get it too. Now no, you're going to be part of the this was like, giant massive group we know about. This is the first like kind of outbreak of it all. Okay. Seattle's where it all takes place. Okay. Um, and it comes out originally, you know, this all started from um, this energy drink called Max Rager. And there was some sort of chemical thing that was happened in there, and they were doing a bunch of testing, and essentially it turned people into zombies. Okay. Um, and then the zombie drank the Max Rager, and it was just—I think it was just uh, like one batch of it that was bad. Um, fast forward to zombies have gotten more and more and more common, um, but they're they're maintained by um, like you're they're able to just maintain their cool as long as they get brains. If you don't get brains, then you turn into, like, a Day of the Dead zombie. Okay. Um, so, if you, as long as you get fed, you're calm, you're good. Liv, uh, which is the main character, uh, she was going to medical school before and was kind of becoming, it was like pre-med. And once she became a zombie, she became a, uh, not a mortician, a medical examiner. Okay. Uh, so that she could be around she brains. Have, yeah. Yeah. Regular so, supply. Yeah, so she works in the uh, in down in the morgue of the police station, um, and as the series continues, she's friends with the other doctor, and she uh, starts to work cases with uh, this detective, uh, Detective Babineau, and uh, when she eats the brain, she gets the memories of oh, of the people, and so it. it becomes a police procedural where yeah. she can kind of kind of help solve the crime uh but the girl who plays live uh i can't remember her name uh but she is like the master of disguise just as an actress in general she can take on all these different uh characters um 
just so well. She does. Her, she's just a really good actress. Um, and she'll do anything for Rose McIver. That's her name. Uh, but she ends up taking on all kinds of different characteristics and ends up doing some pretty cool stuff. So every episode, she's a new character, essentially. Oh, that's cool. Um, and, and it ends up being pretty neat. Uh, fast forward to now season four, uh, zombies have getting, gotten pretty uh, prevalent throughout Seattle to the point where they've walled up Seattle to keep all the zombies in. Um, the government's gotten involved and everything, and there's it's called New Seattle is, is where the zombies all live. And they live in uh, live with humans still in New Seattle. Um, as and once I, once again, as long as they keep brains, they're good. So the the uh, issue now is that New Seattle is becoming overpopulated with zombies, and how that affects the rest of the United States, and how that affects the humans that live in New Seattle with the zombies. And if there is a brain shortage, what will happen? And will they all zombie out and do all kinds of shit? Um, so that's kind of it. It's it's a good uh, good little show. Just something I've kind of latched onto. Yeah. Not for any that other reason. Cool. But it's good. Um, I have watched the first episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, of season nine. The Return of The Walking Dead. Yes. I haven't watched it yet. They have a new intro. Okay. And yeah. not doing that anymore. It's still doing that, but with different visuals. Oh, that changes um, every season. Does it really? Yep. Oh. Well, it's a lot different this season. A lot more cool. white. Okay. A lot, a lot more white and black. Maybe like, like hope? Uh, perhaps. They're, Selling hope. They're, uh, they're real close to like Washington, D.C., so there's a lot of imagery of like mm. Capitol buildings and, and different and monuments. That's like a thing in this episode, isn't it? Like they go to yeah. D.C. at some yeah, point. Yeah, they're in there. And it yeah. seems like it's there's been a time jump of some sort. I don't know how long it's been. I think it's supposed to be like four years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, could be. Something to that effect could be. I don't. Uh, the only way you can probably really super duper tell is how old Newspapers. the baby is. Okay. Uh, but I don't. Judith. Yeah, I don't remember how old she was before, and I don't to look at a kid. Yeah, I don't she's know how old they are. To be like two, so she would be like maybe five or six. She's she definitely looked, not five or six. She's still littler than. She that? looks like she might be like she's like four or five. Okay. Maybe I wouldn't even say five. Probably four. Okay. So maybe just a couple years. Maybe it's only jumped a couple. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Plus, I I also don't know when kids crawl, so like I don't really don't know anything <laughs> um, about it. Um, it was uh, it was good. Uh, they have uh, just a different feel to the show in general. It feels like apocalyptic Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, um, that is definitely the vibe. That's I'm what getting. it looked like. <laughs> so uh, it's it's different. We got some deaths happened. In it, um, some Rick we, Grimes. Some we care about, some we don't. No, not yet. Uh, but you can definitely tell what's kind of building to, uh, in general. They're not like Rick's gonna die soon, like they didn't announce that or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did they finally kill off uh, Twinkle Toes here? Do you want me to tell you? You can. I mean, yes. it happens in the comics. Yeah, he's That's, gone. He gets hung or whatever. Yeah, he in the did comics. get hung. Cool. In the movie, even. In and the movie. By movie, I mean TV show. <laughs> it was okay. It was. Uh, it gave you a new enough feel to it that they're you're like okay I'll stay on I'll see what's going on it's like a really bad like girlfriend or boyfriend like, like they you, do something nice for you and yeah. you're like I think that they're not all that bad and so like I'm in again like start of season nine we've talked about this before uh, you did you obviously finished eight right yeah oh yeah okay I'm making sure yeah 
Yeah, but uh, it is a uh, what's his face still there? Steven Yun. No, he's dead. <laughs> um, not in real life though. Glendale. Uh, not Glendale. What's fucking stop? Negan Ross. Is Negan there? Um, Negan is alive, and Negan sure. is at Alexandria. Okay. But they he's did still not like show in, him. He's still like in the prison, I would they, assume. They mention him a, f- a few times, and Rick talks about um, Maggie coming to visit uh, Judith in Alexandria, and she's like, I can't go there. You know I can't go there. Because of Negan. Because Negan's yeah. still there. And she doesn't agree to keeping him alive, obviously, right. because he smashed her husband's brains in. That's true. Um, I've seen it. A lot. And uh, so, yeah. American Horror Story uh, caught up as of, you know, what, an hour ago because a new episode just dropped at like okay. 9 o'clock. Um, but I'm really digging this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like three episodes in, four episodes in, something like that. Uh, four episodes in. And... Uh, I think it has to do to, for me, um, I've got some connection to some of these characters a little bit, or at least the storyline that these characters fall into. Right. Um, it feels like they've already built this world a little bit, and so they can focus on the characters a little bit more. Whereas, Maybe a little bit more continuity versus yeah. like what you felt with Colt always starting over from scratch. Colt wasn't fresh, yeah, exactly. And when you don't have a super strong storyline... Yeah having to start fresh every time is a little rough i think on the viewer so you don't get as much of a buy-in immediately whereas like there was some some buy-ins especially knowing that there was crossover even episode one have you watched any of it yet not yet uh even episode one there's a but you've watched colt or you you've been in the middle of colt there's Mm -hmm. a uh billy eichner and his his lady that live across the street that are weird um they're both in there on episode one and they're a couple are they the same couple or just different? I don't know if they're the same couple because one, I haven't really looked it up. Are they, and didn't they die in Colt? I don't know they might have. I um, thought they did. I'm not sure. But uh, but it was enough to make me go, ooh, I wonder if that's the same. Like, Are they the same? Is this an alternative version of this couple? Or whatever. You know, it's just different ways to play it. Um, but definitely giving this a chance seems like, or maybe they just got better writers this season. They Maybe they've got better help. They've got a better story that they're building on. Uh, but well, we're like you definitely. Said, I think we know we're familiar with the other characters that are on there already. We're definitely hardcore in Coven already. By see, by episode four, we're like we're living in Coven world, and we've gotten most of the characters back from Coven already. What happened to Murder House? Are they still tied um, to that as well? I think episode six is where Murder House really gets tied in. Okay. I mean, we've gotten the Rubber Man has been in there, like in one episode. But that was about so this it. Is like, this is centraled around the main character, or not the main character, but the baby is like Antichrist or something like that. That was from... Nobody said anything about the baby yet. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't that supposed to be that character? That character's name was Michael. I don't know who Michael is. I'm pretty sure that's who that was supposed to be. Who, though? Which... There's, there's like a character in the series that's in... In Apocalypse? Apocalypse. That is was the baby at the end of Murder House. I don't know. But this is him, like, now that this takes place X amount of years in the future. I don't know anybody named Michael on the show. I think his name was Michael Langdon or something like that. That was the There is somebody named Langdon. Right. I don't know what his first name is. I don't know if... I thought Langdon was his first name. No. But on the, on the show, on Apocalypse. Yes. Because um, in, in the end of Murder House, it was whenever... I think it was a Paul, Sarah Paulson's character and the Rubberman character or whatever have the conceive a baby. Okay. At the end of it, and then 
Jessica Lang's character that's like the next door neighbor or whatever takes him. Her last name is Langdon. And then oh. she kind of basically raises him as her own. But that baby, None because of it's that. like a real person having sex with a ghost, made the Antichrist. None of that has been discussed. Okay. So that's where I was like told, like, this is what is yeah. supposed to kind of eventually happen. They may have told you that, but it has not been told to me as the viewer of this television I'm show. I'm sorry. Uh, Thanks for spoiling it, motherfucker. I've not even watched it. Like, how can I spoil it? You totally <laughs> did, though. You did, somehow. I just you meant did that's it. supposed to be the character. You did it. I did it. You you won. I'm a horrible piece of... I'm a racist, horrible piece of shit. You can say whatever you want to about yourself. I also watched Big Bag Theory is how I typed it. Uh, but mm. Big Bang Theory is what uh, it actually is. True. Um, it's the final season of the show. Cool. Uh, but it still feels the same. Uh, they're not like they're not holding on to it and being like, this is the last time I see you guys. Or anything like that. Yeah. Just yet, at least. I mean, maybe at the end of it, it'll... It'll hold to that, but uh, it's just same same good jokes in my opinion. I like this show. Uh, it's funny. It makes me laugh. And uh, yeah, Big Bang Theory, Big Bag Theory, Big Bags. Um, yeah, you got a piece of media. I do. What you gonna do with all that uh, junk between now and hopefully when we meet again? Uh, we'll meet again. I want to purchase and play Megaman Eleven. Oh, Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> Megaman. I was like, Megaman. I haven't heard of this game. And no. it's 11, so it must be... There's 10 other ones of this. Huh. Mega what's, Man 11. What's the, Mega the, uh, the 20th plus entry in the Mega Man franchise. They're still going at it. Yeah. They're still going at it. Somebody asked me... Was it? It was last night. I think it was Dallas. Said something like, "So Mega Man X isn't Mega Man Ten. I was like, "It's not. That's Mega Man X is like Mega Man like Rock. Extreme. Whenever he is older, oh, that's him when he's older. Like he's like eighteen plus. He's not a kid anymore. Um, he is like X. That is his name, and he's like a Maverick Hunter. That's like the whole point. The Robot Masters aren't like these like Woodman, Cutman, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like these have like they're stronger, more." bulkier at like enemies or something they're called mavericks it's harder so he's like a maverick hunter so that's what the x series is because there's like x one through fucking eight wow already so i didn't um, know i didn't know about all this yes those are all the ones that started fun. i don't know if i've ever played a mega man really i might like a mega man they're really good um mega it's man. not <laughs> not like that <laughs> it's a side-scrolling uh like mario style kind mm-hmm. of a thing but just like a shooter Side-scrolling shooter. Shoot him up. Jump and shoot man. Jump and shoot man. As I like to call him. Yeah. Um, but Jump and Shoot Man 11 <laughs> came out, and it's incorporated some new uh, some new gameplay mechanics to where you can like slow time. He's got a couple of different abilities and stuff, so they're trying to you know, flip this, not flip the script completely, but they've added in some new features that make it a little bit more unique. Um, and it takes that art style back. Whenever they made... Mega Man's 1 through 8. Well, let me rephrase that. I guess 1 through 6. They all had a very similar like NES-esque art style to it. Um, whenever mm-hmm. they made 7 and 8, those were both on PlayStation. And they tried to make it like a little bit better as far as the graphics. Improve the graphics. Was, just a smidgen. This one is almost like a kind of a mix of the two art styles. It's not like 8-bitty, but it has like that kind of a new 
flair to it. Um, is it kind of yeah. how they approach Sonic Mania? Like, kind of in a way, yeah. Like Sonic Mania looks cool and it looks old, but it still has like a little bit of a flair. It's, it's almost kind of like how they did with like the newer Sonic, like Sonic Generations, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. How it's got that crisp flair, but still has that old retro look and style to yeah. it and everything. It did that with it, and it's very stylized and it looks cool. real, real pretty. Um, but I'm super excited for it. From everything that I've seen, gameplays, gameplay wise, they've changed enough of it to make it feel fresh but it's still like your same old classic Mega Man that you would come to love and know and expect awesome still has like regular robot masters I'm assuming there'll be a fight against Dr. Wily and I'll have a stupid plot that really doesn't matter <laughs> but it's still gonna be fun have um, they ever made a Mega Man like a 3D like no, not 3D but like it's an RPG like like walk made, around like not a side scroll yeah a 3D space yeah, yeah they have on Playstation okay. there was a Mega Man Legends okay those were where you play as Rock, but he's like he doesn't even wear his helmet in that one. Like he just regular like looks like his head hairs out and everything. Does he have hair? Yeah, he's not shaven. Nope, not shaven. Okay, he's a uh, he's just a, a dude. He's just a just a guy. Well, I mean, guys, dudes sometimes don't have hair. <laughs> I know. I mean, just like he looks like a he looks just like a standard a, guy. Uh, rock man. Uh, look without no helmet, armor, no thunder. Uh, can't find a fucking image of him without armor the hell he kind of looks like that he looks like ash in a way yeah <laughs> Mega Man. i like that we can only resort to drawings of him. <laughs> like, uh i think on the legends cover if i'm not mistaken it has him without hair yeah there there we go yeah yeah he kind of looks like ash ketchum he, he looks but like this is like the the graphics that you came because okay. it was playstation one era but you run around in like a 3d space and do okay all the stuff on there too. that's what i was thinking was like yeah, so they've, they've had one iterations that were like that. I think there was like a... Was there a Mega Man 64 as well? Because they definitely did... You know, they've, they've played with Sonic in that realm. I figured that Mega Man would definitely yeah, there have was done a, that. Mega Man 64 was Mega Man Legends remastered for the 64. So that's what that was. I was trying to think. I was like, was there a Mega Man 64? There was. It was the exact same fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it cool. looks oddly familiar. They, uh... <laughs> That would be something to to like take seriously. It would be cool to see like in a in like a real like in an Xbox and uh, PlayStation. They've been talking about uh, for the past couple of years. Capcom had been tossing around the because they've had a Legends one and two. They've been tossing around the idea of doing a three and then making it for like PS4 and making it like super fucking pretty and be like this kind of a yeah. action adventure dungeon crawler game almost. But you're playing as Mega Man jumping around shooting at stuff. That'd be cool. That would be real cool. With nowadays today and age, you could give him like. Like a beam that shoots out, and he can like grapple around or mm-hmm. something, and do all kinds do of like cool shit. Do like the Doom game, like yeah. the the, the new game. Not, not make it like first person, but still like do like the third person like this. And yeah, but I think they could do a lot more with it for sure. He's got a name; people know it. <laughs> yeah. right. You know what? He's got a name; people know it. <laughs> people he sure does. People know Mega Man. We'll buy that game about Mega Man. They do, Megan. That's my uh, Megan media. Man. Um, I have two. Okay. Uh, one of them, I'm not going to blow it too much more, but, uh, oh. I'd like to watch A Star is Born while it's in theaters. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It looks pretty good. <laughs> and then I also have a movie, which I thought I'd just bring it up, and I'll let you know how it is. Have you ever Venom. seen the movie Mystery Team? Uh, the With Donald, Donald Glover? Glover? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? Is it good? It's goofy. It's, it's goofy. not a great movie, but it's still, <laughs> it's, it's funny for what it is. I've got a handful of people at work that have been like, you need to watch this movie. Yeah. And I, they let me it's, borrow it. it. I would compare it, well, see, this is different though, because I, I fucking adore this movie. Uh, I would compare it to like Hot Rod. 
Like how kind of goofy oh, I don't hot like rod hot rod is. though. But you, you don't like Andy Samberg as much. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. So you like Donald Glover. I like his music. Than, you like Donald Glover more than you like Andy I do Samberg, like Donald it? Glover way it's more like, than I like It's Andy like Sam. that kind of a thing, but expect Donald Glover around okay. like circa just coming off of YouTube era about to join community. Okay, so this is pre-community. Yes, as far as I remember it is. Because okay. this was, or at least this like was, maybe first season. This like was coming early. off the cusp of his YouTube career still, like Derek Comedy. Oh, was he a YouTube guy? Yeah, that's how I he started. Know. He was uh, he did sketch comedy on a channel called Derek Comedy. Oh, uh-huh. who's Derek? I think it was just like a made-up character. It might not even like, be a I don't real think thing. it's a real person. I, gotcha. I think it was just a thing that they did for it. Well, a lot a... of sketches that were really, really funny on there. Some of them were borderline offensive. But it's it's pretty good it stuff. There are a lot of the people that are from from Derek Comedy, apart from him, that you'll see in like bit pieces on TV shows and stuff like that every now and then too. I gotcha. Like they, they you, you'll recognize like, oh yeah, I remember I remember him as like a he was like an extra on such and such show. He was prisoner number three. Yeah, he was like he 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 came in with a clipboard on Thirty Rock for two seconds, <laughs> which Donald Glover also did. But he, he was also on 30 helped, Rock? he helped write uh, write Thirty Rock as uh. well. But he, uh, yeah, he was on Thirty Rock in one episode for like two seconds. Oh, okay. He was like, <laughs> walked, he part. walked up stage. He was like, "We're about to start, Liz. Time to go." And walks off, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my pieces of media: Stars Born and Mystery Team for this this uh, go of it. Cool. You have anything you wanna? You need to end the show on? You no. Need to say you need to think about get, it, get it off my chest. Any kind of like a quote or a uh, saying or. I'd, Any kind I, of some, I, uh, so, something to leave the people hmm. with, making them their mouths palpable, waiting for more IFNZ. Um, yes. Go, go, um, go, do it. Remember when I was talking about eyes being underwater? Yes. You can open your eyes underwater. Can you? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's it's the thing. Uh, but you in, can open your eyes underwater. <laughs> without goggles so there was a, there was a thought i had that had to do with eyes being open underwater because your eyes seem like they're made of water or at least a lot of the piece of your eye is water okay and i was like well what happens i mean like i know you can open your eyes underwater but how does that work because there's water and there's water and what if your eye just fell out and just became part of the water it doesn't work that way after thought, I did realize that <laughs> because, like, otherwise it would just fall out of your face right. on a regular basis and you're just going to have to tuck it up. But in my research about this topic, mm-hmm. I did find that it's completely natural for you to open your eyes underwater and completely acceptable right. um, to do so. I mean, obviously you get into the, the worry of, like, dirt in your eyes or, like, chemicals and things like that if you do it in a, in a swimming pool. But uh, just the the thought behind it and how your your eyes uh, you're better like there's there was something I'd read about if you normally see better far away it's gonna reverse underwater you're gonna see better up close oh. and then vice versa I didn't realize um, that I guess and I don't know if it's exactly Factual. true yeah. but uh, we should all try it out I think it'd be really cool because I like, I have distant trouble with distance so uh-huh. it'd be kind of cool to have like somebody at the other end of the pool and you like, can, like with something like written on a board or something you know like dry race board or, or their ball underwear. sacks hanging out yeah and i'll be like oh you got four <laughs> hairs on there yeah yeah that'd be kind of neat to try out that, would i would call it that's fucking thunderstruck right there man that is that is you've been thunderstruck yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
gone on too long. <laughs> this is a perfect amount of time. Okay. This has been the I Feel New Zealand podcast, and I've been Shad. <laughs> okay. You can follow me on the things at... <laughs> Isn't that what people say? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. The... Where the fuck is this? That's a baby. <laughs> it says, yes, even babies open their eyes underwater. Yeah, um, I can see that. But uh, I, um, I'm Shad. You can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter and the uh, Facebook and other things if you want to. Um, at Shad, no, oh, I did it so well last time. You did. At Listen to Shadows, the number two double I. And uh, what about you? Uh, my name is Justin. Uh, you might have heard of me. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Are you imitating someone? No. <laughs> no, actually, I wasn't. I was just being dumb. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> no. You can find me at Random Hero XIX with uh, all one word, no double letters in <laughs> anything, and it's XIX, not 19. And uh, this has been the I Feel New Zealand podcast. Also, don't forget to participate in our fun time game that we do yeah. on every even numbered episode yeah. because that's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, I want to add that the uh, Dollar Shave Club, you still have time to get a ticket into space. I believe it's the One Wipe Charlies that you need to purchase in order to get a ticket to space. When does this expire? Um, I don't fucking know. Are we know. sponsored by them? No, but I just want I just want one of our listeners to go to space off of a Dollar Shave Club yeah. thing. That seems cool. One wipe Charlies are butt wipes. Yes, uh, for your butt. Um, there's ones that they sell from another company at Walmart called Dude Wipes. I believe we've talked about uh, it before. There's also ones that I saw at Dollar General called Thundercracks. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I would go out to my local DG and buy all of their Thundercracks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, that's the thing. Bye. See ya. This has been an IFNZ production.